endures forever. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you for the privilege to gather together to be energized by your word. We receive insight today that will catapult us to the next level in our workplace in the name of Jesus. We receive insight for enterprise development in the name of Jesus. We receive insight for mega corporations in the name of Jesus. We receive insight for creation, creation, creation in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Please, you may be seated. Help welcome the person beside you. Say you're welcome to Faith Seminar. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Um, let's go straight into the Word of God. I want you to turn your Bibles very quickly to the first book of the 66 books in the Bible. First book, Genesis. The book of the beginning. Genesis chapter number 1. I want us to start the reading from verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. It should have been, and the morning and the evening were the first day. But the Bible does not read that way. It reads, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Glory to God. So God actually started working at the evening season of the day. Hallelujah. It was in the evening that God started working. Please note that. And the evening and the morning were the first day. You see that? Now, if you jump to verse 8, it says, And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. You see that? Did you see that? Amen. Now, faith for the workplace. Uh, we've taught a lot about faith and um, we want to look at the application of faith to what we are doing, our work, what we are doing. But you see, it is good for us to know the difference, first and foremost, between job and work. And nobody employed God in the beginning. God decided to create the heaven and the earth. It was his decision to create the first 
definition of work that God gave to mankind is creation. Let someone say creation. Yeah. If you're working and you're not creating, then you're not working. There's a difference between work and job or work and labor. Labor has to do with handling the things that are already on ground. Someone has already born or given birth to or birthed a vision. You now begin to handle it, manage it, deal with it. It's called labor. That's a job. But once upon a time, someone thought it up in his heart, received a vision that I can start up something. I can do something. And then began to think about it, began to strategize along that same line, probably prayed about it, and began to make plans towards it. And now he started out doing something, and now it's uh, an enterprise. It's a company. It is already developed. Now there is an opportunity for people to apply to do something there using their skills. Hallelujah. You see, jobbers can only manage. Those who seek for jobs can only manage the scene. Job has to do with the scene. Work has to do with the unseen. Now, God has created the earth for us. The earth has employed us. Amen. People have jobs right now because of the earth. You are dealing with something upon the face of the earth, right? Either trees, human beings, animals, whatever. But God had to create the earth for jobs to be created. And if there are no creators, there cannot be jobs. And those who create are workers. Those who seek for opportunities that have been created are laborers. God's intention for us is to show us how to bring out of the unseen the seen. So that institutions can be formed. Mega enterprises can be formed. Mega corporations can be formed. And then we can create more jobs. Praise God. You see that? So the first example of work we find in scriptures is creation. Let someone say creation. Now what is creation? Creation is from the root word creativity. It means to bring into manifestation what wasn't there before. That's creation. If it was there before, then you can't call that creation. It means taking from the unseen and then bringing it to the scene. It means materializing that which is unseen. It means pulling out from the unseen the scene. That is creation. Now, once upon a time, someone thought about Obafemola University, true or false, bore that vision in his heart. 
and carried, carried that vision probably for months or years. I want an institution. I want an institution in the western part or western zone of Nigeria. I want an institution. Apart from UI, I want an institution here that will be big and mega. And began to think about it. He is not alive any longer. But you see, there are a lot of people who earn their salaries from Obafemola University today because someone had to think about it. Someone gave back to that institution. When it came into manifestation, it was not there before. You call it creation. Workers create. Laborers manage. And the truth is that if we're not creating things, then we have too many laborers. We'll have too many laborers. And then people keep complaining, there are no jobs, there are no jobs, there are no jobs. There are no jobs because there are no creators. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. So the first thing about faith in the workplace is that it has to be evening and morning. Not morning and evening. You see, laborers work from morning to evening. They sleep. Workers, when laborers are sleeping, that is when they are working. You see the difference? Ah, I'm tired. Ah, office work today. Ah, I'm tired. And you see, monotony sets in. But you see, workers, they don't have closing time in that sense. Because you see, they are involved in creating opportunities. What can we do to make people in this town busy? Amen. Praise God. You know, there are scraps. There's, there's a factory in Ife, you know, I think after the toll gate there, what they do is they recycle, you know, scraps. Steel, iron, amen. And there are a lot of people working there now, right? Someone taught it up. The person who taught it up is a worker. Amen. Most employers are workers. Employees are laborers. And if we continue this way in Nigeria, seeking for jobs, jobs, and jobs, and jobs, you know, then it will come to a point in our nation that would not have open opportunities for jobs any longer. There are people right now who are crying for jobs. In fact, there are people right now working somewhere in terms of having a job who are not satisfied with where they are. They still want to change jobs. True or false? There are some they don't have jobs at all. Those who have jobs are not satisfied. Because you see, jobbers or laborers are concerned with salary. Pay. Remuneration. But workers are concerned with satisfaction. 
There's something in them they must let out. There's a vision in them they must give back to. And that's why at the end of the day, laborers will never be satisfied because they keep changing jobs. But those that will live for significance are workers who can create things that will last and outlast them. Last many generations. Praise God. And that is what God wants us to do. Hebrews 11 and verse 1. Let's look at it. Hebrews 11 and verse 1. If you found it, say amen. I'm going to take time here so that we can get a good understanding of it. Hebrews 11 and verse 1. It says, Now faith is what? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. I want us to read verse 3 together. One, two, three, let's go. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. You see that? Now, if all you've been dealing with right now is the scene, the scene, my table, my desk, documents, all right? People that you can see, assignments. It does not matter whether your office is with factory-fitted AC. <laughs> Praise God. You are still laboring. You are not working. The Bible says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That the things which are seen were not made out of the things which do what? Appear. That means the seen came out of the unseen. Workers deal in immaterial things. Workers deal in visions, dreams, the intangibles. Laborers manage the scene. To a worker, he understands that that vision that is in his heart is worth the whole world. Workers treasure visions much more than money. You see, anything that is material, anything that is in the sin realm can be exhausted. Anything that is material, that is in the sin realm, can be exhausted. You can finish it. But you see, you cannot finish a vision. Because you see, the vision that a man conceives in his heart is bigger than the man. And that's why the value of an idea to an enterprise developer is so much that when he gets one idea, he sits down and he begins to write. He begins to document. And let me tell you this. You have to understand this as we move on in faith for the workplace. Most employment have been designed to engage you throughout the day so that at night you sleep throughout 
and then wake up again the following morning. You can continue like that for a lifetime. And at the end of the day, you retire. And when you retire, you see retirees, they feel like, well, they have served Nigeria. Most of them, you know, were whiling away their time in the office. Some were gossiping. See, you don't become your skills, you become what you do with your time. Particularly in the banking industry, you could be employed to stay there. You wake up, those who work in Lagos, you wake up as early as 4.35, you're out. And then you come back around 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock. And then you do that again and again and again and again. Some don't even go to church. Some don't even, even attend, you know, functions. They just sit down at home on Saturdays. They sleep because they're already tired. So what they are doing is they are laboring and laboring. And Solomon tagged that as vanity. But God wants you to have your own products. He wants you to have things that bear your own name. Visions that bear your own name. God wants you to leave a mark here for your children's children and for your generation. And the generation yet unborn. Why? Because you see, that is living for significance. That is living a life of worth and value. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because money, you finish it. Thank God I am doing a salary paid job. Amen. <laughs> the truth is, salaries, salaries are not enough. You always look for the next one. True or false? Some monitor salaries from one point to another. They know all the info about salaries. Where it is, where they are carrying it to when it will get there, when they will credit their, credit their accounts, whether it has, you know, left Abuja, they've given an order. They know everything. But the truth is this, it is possible to continue that way and then keep doing that, going through the motions, circumventing, you know, merry-go-rounding without living for significance. Because you see, if the number of people here could go out there to begin to create jobs, employment level in Nigeria will drop drastically. True or false? But many of us are going there to look for jobs. That's the challenge. You see, God designed man to materialize value. You see, value is whatever you can give back to. Value is a child of your vision. Now, what is the value of a PhD? There's no university to work in. You don't have any place to work, and then you have a PhD. What's the value? But you see, when you come with your PhD to Abafimaola University and you present your PhD, there's value because there's something to do with it. Someone created that value adding enterprise value adding institution and that's why you must begin to think about what is it that is in me what is it that god has put in me that i can birth that i can give birth to that i can materialize 
to turn this world around, to make this world a better place. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And to create, it takes faith to create. Yeah, you cannot create. You see, if you are dealing with same things, you don't need faith. Do you need to believe that you are already seated here in church? No. Do you need to believe that it's a red barrel that is in your hand? It is seen. You see, managers are not believers. Visionaries are believers. Managers are not faith people. I believe you understand the context. You know how. Managers are not faith people. Visionaries are faith people. Because you see, it is not there in the scene. You want to create it. Create it means it is not there. You're bringing it. So you have to see it on the inside first. It says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That the things which are seen were not made out of things which do appear. Now what does that tell us? It tells us that God did not create the material world from raw materials, physical raw materials. He used the substance of the unseen, which is the word of God. One of the reasons I like attending church meetings is number one, it's a place where you worship God and give him glory. We're designed to worship God. Number two, church is a place of spiritual insemination. It's a place where seeds are sown into you. Church is a place where visions are sown into your spirit. Church is a place where you catch visions. Little wonder the Western civilization came out of Christianity. Christianity is a platform for development. That's just the truth. Look at the nations that have not given room to Christianity, the light of the gospel. They are dwarfs in terms of development. They are not mega giants in the committee of nations. But where they have given room to Christianity, it's a place of light. It's a place of development. The welfare system there is far, far, far much better than what you have in some other worlds. Why? Because of the impregnating power of God's word. God's word can impregnate you with visions. Hallelujah. You can be impregnated with vision. You see, it starts with seeing it on the inside. Not necessarily someone saying, it is money that I need. If I can lay my hand on 5,000 naira. Ah, in fact, it's not money you need. You will finish money. You need a vision. You need something that will wake you up in the morning. And then you wake up in the morning and say, Father, I thank you because I have a reason for living. Amen. Let me give you an instance. This church was not here before. It was a vision in the heart of someone. You see what I'm saying here? And you see, when people begin to have value for natural things, much more than, you know, spiritual things, it shows that it's, it, the generation has been debased in thinking. Because you see, a generation that loves Naira, notes, much more than visions and ideas, it's a generation of jobbers and laborers. 
You came to church, and then as you came to church, the man of God was sharing God's word. You opened your heart, and then you picked up. Ah, why well, can't make that happen? I can do that in my neighborhood. And as well, I don't have money. You see, if I had money, I would do it. But I don't have money. Praise God. But here this, God wants us to begin to believe more in visions, in dreams. Because faith in that material substance of God's word was the motivation back of what God did at creation. God believed that he could speak a word and then material things, seen things, physical things could be born out of that spoken word. So he says, by faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. That the things which are seen were not made out of things which, which do appear. Praise God. So it takes faith to create. It takes faith to create. I believe that there could be something in the air flying to carry people from one nation to another. And then the time of transportation could be shortened. Someone believed that. He was despised when he saw that idea. But he believed that it could happen. It could happen. There was an assurance in his heart. It could happen. There was a bishop that commented on that. He said, look, if God actually wanted men to fly, he would have given them wings. But you see, you see how people despise possibilities? We were designed for possibilities. If you want to live a life of frustration, all right, put your faith only in natural things, physical things. You'll be frustrated. Because man was designed by God to live from the supernatural to the natural. Man was designed by God to live from inside out. That there could be a vision in your heart and then, whoop! You begin to work it out. You, that picture that you see on the inside, you begin to work it out. You begin to work it out. You begin to work it out. You say, I believe it is possible. I believe it is possible. We need leaders like that in our nation, Nigeria, today. We need leaders like that that can see a better future for Nigeria and say, this future is possible. This future is possible. Of course, persecutions will come, frustrations, attacks here and there. But the truth is, if you believe in what you've seen on the inside and you press on towards making it a reality, it will materialize. That's faith. God said, light be. And light was. And God separated the light from the darkness. He called the light day and the darkness night and the evening and the morning were the first day. When you are done with your job, what do you do at night? Do you take time out to sit down to think? Do you take time out to sit down to pray? Amen. What can you see on the inside? Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. How many of us got that? Okay. So we have laid the foundation. Let's press on. So he says... Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In other words, though you are still hoping for it, 
to materialize in the physical, but you already have the substance for it on the inside. Though you are not yet seen it, physically speaking, but you have the evidence on the inside. It says that is faith. It says by it, they all, the, the elders obtained a good report. Amen. Now, now look at this, verse 4. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. You see that? It says, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. In line with what we're considering, laborers are not pleasing God. It takes workers to please God. At least, I believe you know, understand, you know, I've defined those words. Huh? Now, why do we have to labor? We have to labor just because we need to prepare ourselves for the vision God has put on the inside of us. There are times people choose labors that are not consistent with their visions. So in the course of laboring, they frustrate their visions. Some even forget it. It is wise to choose labor or a labor that is consistent with your vision. So that in the course of serving another person, you are preparing for what you can see on the inside of you. Because you see, in the course of serving, you learn faithfulness. You learn proficiency. You learn the art of using your skills excellently. And as you begin to do that, you realize that you are waiting for that right timing. All right, let's, let's, let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. See how we can tie that together. If you have it, say amen. All right, if you don't have it, say wait for me. <laughs> to everything, verse 1, there is what? A season. And a time to every purpose under the heaven. You see that? You see, the only reason you have to labor is to wait for the right timing. But if you're not pregnant with something and you're laboring, you could labor forever. There's a timing that shows that now you are ready to give back to that pregnancy that you've been carrying all this while. It's time to, you know, deliver. So to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, you see that? A time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. 
a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. You see that? A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. There are times you have to hibernate in life. You just hibernate. You are just there. Why? Because you are recuperating. You are gathering momentum. So that when you get to a point that you've gathered enough critical mass for manifestation, and then you come out. Glory to God. I remember when I was on campus, I pastored, you know, a fellowship on campus. And then when I graduated, um, some of my friends said, ah, you can teach God's word. Why not start a church? I said, not, not, not yet. There was a time the Lord said to me, don't take any invitation. You need to learn. You need to grow. You need to develop. There's a time to embrace. There's a time to refrain from embracing people. There's a time to live as though you don't have any family member. Why? Because you see, it's a time that you learn to develop your skills. Develop that thing that God has put on the inside of you. Develop that vision. You remember David at the backside of the wilderness? They thought they had ostracized him from his family. They thought they had, you know, gotten rid of him. That David was going to be at the backside of the wilderness. And he was going to be an average person. But you see, right there, David learned how to convert loneliness to creativity. Amen. And that's why I like OEU. It's a place that is cut away from the larger society, a place where people can think. If you are here for five years and you can't come up with a vision, you graduate and you go, you are hustling for a job, something is wrong with you. It's a place where, you know, unlike Unilag, where you see the larger society has entered into campus and all that, you know, hustling and bustling. This place, you could be on campus for, for years without having to travel. Amen? <laughs> you can think, you can pray, you can meditate, you can begin to write a template for what God has given you. You can begin to meditate as you are walking and serving faithfully. You begin to learn the necessary skills for, your, for the vision that God has put on the inside of you. Now, note what it says here. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rain and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. You see that? A time to love and a time to hate. A time to war and a time of peace. A time of war and a time of peace. What profit hath he that walketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God had given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He had made everything beautiful in his time. You see that? Glory to God. Now, if, if you're laboring somewhere, make sure you perceive the right timing. Make sure you perceive the right timing. 
Make sure you perceive the right timing. And listen, if you are laboring somewhere or laboring under somebody or you are laboring with an employer or for an employer, the truth is this. You are working out your own vision. So if you are unfaithful, the necessary skills you need to manifest when the time comes will, will not have been acquired. And that's why it is required in every steward to be find faith, found faithful. You have to be found faithful. Why? Because you see, you labor with all of your heart. You're preparing. There's something God is doing in you. There is a city that has foundation that you are looking for. That was why Abraham had to leave his father's house, his country. He was looking for a city with foundations. Whose designer and builder is God? There is something of eternal worth and value that God is doing upon the face of the earth. And that thing is in your heart. It's not something you've seen before. If you have seen it before, it is not of faith. But if you have not seen it, but you believe it can be made visible, then it is of faith. Praise God. You see that? He says he makes all things beautiful in his time and also he had set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Verse 12. I know that there is no good in them but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life. Praise God. <laughs> you see that? God has put eternity in our hearts. Eternity are the unseen things. Amen. This is not the best world we can have. There are inventions that are yet unborn. It takes faith to give back to them. This is not the best system of education we could have. There are things that we could do. There are systems that are not conventional. There are, there, are, there are innovations that are not in literature. God is giving you something that is beyond what has been done, what has been seen, what has been, people have been used to. God is giving you something fresh, something new. Because you see, God is a dynamic God. Praise God. Yeah. So how then do we catch a vision? For our lives. Visions are not discovered. Visions are, dis are inspired. God is the source of creation. In scriptures, God was the first one that created. And it is through him and by him that we can learn the art of creation. Without God, there cannot be true creation. And that is why if you look at nations that didn't have a, a strong Christian background, most of the thing they do is they do copycatting. 
Amen. They steal a technology from the U.S. or Germany, and then they begin to look at it and they build on it. That's improving what is on ground. To create means to bring out something new. And it takes an inspiration from God to catch a creative vision. A vision that can create. A vision that can bring into physical manifestation what wasn't there before. There was no man before. God created man. He says, come, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So God made man. And because God has made man in his image and in his likeness, it shows that man is God in him by the inspiration of God, an element of creativity. Notice this, come let us make man, Genesis 1 and verse 26. Come let us make man in our image and after our likeness. In our image means let them be in our eternal character. In our likeness means let them function like us. Praise God. So you see, genuine visions that can make a difference in this generation are inspired. Amen? They are inspired. People can improve on what you have given birth to. No problem with that. But for you to birth something outrightly new, it takes the Spirit of God to make it happen. Amen. Turn your Bibles very quickly to Genesis 1 and verse 26. Genesis 1 and verse 20, 26, very quickly. Amen. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. You see that? Male and female created he them. So that means God created male and female in his image and after his likeness. You see that? <laughs> so there's no such thing as um, because um, I'm a lady, I don't have God's creative power, so I just have to sit down at home. No, there's no such thing. Thank God for family life is important. But the truth is this. Women are creators too. Because God created male and female in his own image and after his likeness. Amen. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. I declare I'm a creator. Say it again. Say I'm a creator. Yeah. The person who built this house, who designed it, is a creator. You didn't say you are the creator. So some religious people say, ah, I'm not a creator. It's only God that is the creator. 
That's not what we are saying. Amen. The person who founded the different faculties or the persons who founded the different faculties and departments in Obafemolo universities were creators. You see that? Say with your mouth, I have been created in the image of God and after his likeness, I'm a creator. I have the ability in me to create. I have the ability in me to create. I have the ability in me to create. Amen. Praise God. Every ability to function has to be fed. It has to be fed. It has to be fed. The ability of your mind to reason and process thoughts must be fed. You see, if the mind does not have thoughts to process, the mind, no matter the ability the mind has to think, to rationalize, to process thoughts, to imagine, the mind will not be able to process thoughts. It takes thoughts put into the mind for the mind to begin to function. Your creative ability without the potency of God's word cannot produce. See, all things being equal, every woman has the ability to what? To produce a child. True or false? All things being equal. But you see, the woman cannot just produce a child of her own accord, of her own strength, of her own will. The man has to put in the seed. And the seed that the man puts into her makes her to begin to function in that capacity and ability. It is true that God has made man in his own image and after his likeness. But you see, the creative ability that man possesses cannot be used, cannot function, cannot be maximized without the potency of God's word. Hallelujah. It is the word of God that gives us the ability to produce. It is the word of God that gives us that potency to produce, to create. Amen? It's the word. It's the word. It's the word. Because you see, faith was what God used to create the whole world. And how does faith come? It comes by the word. Romans 10 and verse 17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right? Okay. So if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, then it tells us that the word of God is that which supplies the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Right? Yeah. Now I want us to combine the two together. Let's combine Hebrews 11.1 1 and Romans chapter number 10 and verse 17 together. All right? We want, to, we want to combine. Not compare now. We want to combine. Can you project the two together? Amen. We want to combine. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you have been blessed, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. All right. So Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is what? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see that? So then, faith 
cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you see, it is by hearing the word of God that faith comes, which is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It tells us then that faith comes by the word, and it is the word that is that substance of faith, which is the substance of things hoped for. <laughs> you see that? And you see, faith is a creative force. Faith is a creative force. For us to create, it has to be by faith. Because in creation or creating, you are dealing with unseen, the unseen. You are dealing with the intangible. You are dealing with the realm called the supernatural. You are pulling something from the unseen realm into the scene. And it takes faith to do so. It takes faith to do so. So you see, in creativity or creation or creating, faith is that vital element. Faith is that primary element of creation. Now, it tells us here that that faith that is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, comes by what? Hearing the word. So you see, the word of God is the substance of your faith. Your faith is the substance of your hope. Amen. How many of us expect a better Nigeria? Wave your hands. That is hope. We have not yet seen it, physically speaking. Right? But we expect a better Nigeria, right? Yeah. Now, what is going to substantiate that hope, that expectation? It is faith. But what is going to substantiate faith? It's the word. It's the word. It's the word. So when we come to church and the word of God is being preached, what the preacher is doing is this. The preacher is a sower. The preacher goes, he's just spreading the seed abroad. He's spreading the seed abroad. People are picking at, I mean, uh, visions. They are picking dreams in church. They are catching dreams, catching visions. Amen? But you see, you have to believe more in what you can see on the inside than what you can see on the outside. That's faith. Amen? I call it the Marian kind of faith. You know, the, the, there is a kind of faith that is based on the evidence of the scene. Though you have not yet seen it in your own life, but you have seen it in other people's lives. <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to say? All right? The, ah, that man started a university. He owns a university. And I, I can pick it in my spirit that God wants me to do the same. All right? But you see, there's a kind of faith that is called a Marian kind of faith. It's a faith that does not have any reference point in the physical other than the word of God. The angel of God came and announced to Mary, the virgin, you will conceive. And the child that shall come out of thee shall be called the Holy One of God. He shall give salvation to his people Israel. And then she said to the angel, how shall these things be? He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon thee. And the power of the Most High God will overshadow you and you will conceive. Now in the history of humanity, no woman had got, gotten pregnant without the help of a man. 
either directly or indirectly. But God said it will happen to her. She had not seen it happen in the lives of others before. But she believed. She believed. Amen. There are people here, God is talking to you in your closet. God is already telling you, you are going to start this thing in Nigeria. In fact, God is telling some people, you will start it in the world. People will see that indeed, you started it, you gave back to it. But you are still looking for an evidence in the physical. If I could just lay my hands on someone who had done it before, or someone who did it once upon a time, I, 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 I can just believe God for, 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 for it in Nigeria. But listen very carefully. The only evidence that God is giving you right now is the evidence of his word. The only substance that God is giving you right now is the substance of his word. Let someone say, I believe. Say it again. Shout it loud. In the history of humanity before Abraham, there was nobody that God had said, I will make you a father of many nations. Who didn't have a child before that word came? But Abraham was the first one that be believed the word of God. God called him out of his own country, called him out of his own family, and God said to him, I am going to make you a father of many nations. At that time, he didn't have a child. 25 years later, he, he was in a situation he could not even produce again. His wife had passed menopause. But listen very carefully. Abraham believed God. And it was accounted unto him for righteousness. That is the righteousness of faith. It is faith in what God has put in your spirit that will align you with his plans for you. Known unto God are all his works before the foundation of the world. There's something God had earmarked before the foundation of the world for you. And by faith, you align yourself. <laughs> Glory to God. By faith, you align yourself. And that's why faith pleases God. Let someone say, I believe. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. You are the one that will change the educational system of Nigeria. I believe. You are the one that will bring new level, new dimension to the transportation system of Nigeria. I believe. You are the one that will bring teachers to a place of teaching with AIDS. AIDS that can help understanding, facilitate understanding. I believe. You are the one that will make the aged not be roaming the streets of Lagos, the streets of Ife or Shun State, the streets of Nigeria, doing nothing. You can translate that stage of their life into productivity. I believe. You don't say, ah, it can't happen in Nigeria. That's not faith. Son, I'm giving you a solution to the power problem of Nigeria. I believe. Shout it loud. Say, I believe. I believe. Say it again. Say, I believe. I believe. One more time. Say, I believe. I believe. Say it again. Say, I believe. I believe. You know, democracy that we are talking about 
someone conceived that idea. Right? Though he's dead long time ago. But you see, his idea is still ruling the world. And little wonder someone said, dead men are the ones ruling the world. Dead men, <laughs> they, are, they are dead long time ago, but they are still ruling. Because what they conceived outlived them. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your two hands and worship God. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. God is doing something in this place today. God is doing something in this place today. Ideas shall be born. Ideas shall be born. For some of you, you wake up in the middle of the night, God will begin to communicate to you a template for leadership. A template for leadership in academics. A template for proper administration. Effective management. Yeah. A template that is not conventional. A template that is beyond this world. A template that comes from heaven. The same way God taught Jacob to produce beyond his widest dreams and imaginations. A template for governance. A template in the realm of politics. A template in education. A template from heaven. The same way God taught Joseph to preserve food for seven years. No one had done that before in history. Egypt didn't have that kind of technology before that time. But God gave one man that technological idea to preserve food for seven years. That God is still alive. He's still our God. We can change our world. We can turn Nigeria around for Jesus. We can make things better for people by faith. By faith. By faith. The business world can become better. Yes. We can begin to sell fruits in a better way. Tomatoes can be sold in a better way. God is giving people ideas to preserve. Ideas to turn things around. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Now, having received a divine seed, you could call it a dream seed, having received an idea from God, you have to treasure it. Why do you have to treasure it? Because there are people around you that could abort your pregnancy. You see, if you have an unusual dream, you have to choose the people you fellowship with. There are people that can talk you out of your dreams. They can talk you out of the vision God gave you. They can talk you out of whatever it is that God has impregnated you with. So you have to choose your friends correctly. It's very important. The Bible says, He who walks with the wise shall be wise. The companions of fools shall be destroyed. When you don't choose your company correctly, it could lead to destruction. You have to select your friends. You have to select your friends. Friends that are dream helpers who can speak into your dream and say, my friend, you can do it. It is possible. You don't need someone that's going to envy you. 
You don't need a friend that will be envying you. You don't need it. You don't need such a friend. You need a friend that can say, Brother, I believe it is possible. Let me put it this way. Get, I believe, friends. I believe what? Friends. Get, I believe, friends. Friends that will say, I believe, I believe with you. Because you see, association is very important. You remember after the angel told Mary about what would happen to her? Not what Mary did. Mary joined herself to Elizabeth. Someone who had also received a miracle baby. The very moment Mary greeted her, the baby in her womb leaped for joy. Amen. You see, this is how you know whether the friend is a good friend. Do you have a leap in your spirit anytime you associate with that person? Or you feel like, why did you come into this world in the first place? If the baby in you is not leaping, you're in the wrong association. Amen? The baby in you has to leap. You see, I have only, up to date, I have a couple of friends, you know, I mean acquaintances but when you talk about a covenant friend I have only one Amen Reverend Festus Hugo when I talk about ministry friend ministry you have to choose your friends for some of you God has just impregnated you with something you must not abort it. Don't go out there and then begin to fellowship with the wrong people. You have to sort out those who have that vision on the inside of them in line with what God has told you. Begin to fellowship with them. Amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Number two, having been impregnated, having received the vision from God, it comes through the word of God. Having received the word of God in you. Refuse to disbelieve what you have received. No matter what you see, contrary to what God has put in your spirit, refuse to disbelieve what you've seen in your closet, in church, in your personal relationship with God. Believe God's word in your spirit above your positions you're facing believe god's word believe it amen i remember when god told me where, where i was praying and he said son i want you to pastor a minimum of fifteen thousand people in this town amen in one single auditorium i said lord i believe amen i believe that i believe that we're going to build a mini stadium and people will gather around to listen to the word of God that will improve their lives. Huh? I believe that with all of my heart. You know, say, well, nobody has ever done it in this town before. I have Marian kind of faith. My faith is Marian. It's not Jacobian. 
Amen. Is Miriam. So I'm applying the Miriam principle. <laughs> Praise God. My faith is Miriam. Refuse to disbelieve what God has shown you. Number three. Begin to train in the direction of your vision. Begin to train. Begin to train. If you have to study abroad, go there. Study. If you have to do one course or the other, go. Do it. If you have to work in one company, find your way there. Even if they are going to pay you 20000 naira per month. Walk there. If the skill and the training you need is in that place, please look beyond the pay. Walk in a place where you can be trained and prepared for your destiny. Jacob said to Laban, Sir, when will I prepare for my own home? But there are a lot of young men today, just because of 10,000 hour difference, they will change jobs. They have been led by jobs, not God. They say, ah, they are paying 20,000 20, naira difference. <laughs> Sokoto. Hey, 5,000 naira difference. Ah, Gumbi. Hey, 20,000 naira difference. Lagos. They are just hopping around like grasshoppers. Why? Because you see, they don't have a vision. If you have caught a vision for your life, you will know where to stay. This sentiment thing, don't, don't give room to sentiment. You know where you belong. If you have caught a vision for your life, you know, this is where I belong. You stay there. Because that place is a place of training for you. You begin to train. For some of you, you have to, you have to travel abroad. You have to do your master's abroad. You have to do your PhD abroad. For some of you, you select the place where you are going to do your sabbatical because it's going to add to you you don't say ah, let me just do it somewhere if it is taking your whole family there i'm preparing for something i saw when i was 16. ah i cannot forget that thing i'm preparing for something god told me i was in church that day pastor was just ministering and the word struck me i got home i couldn't sleep I woke up in the middle of the night. God began to speak to me. That is what I want you to do. That is what I want you to do. That is what I want you to do. Amen. For some of you, after your first degree, you will do another first degree. Yeah. You do another one. Because, you see, the, the, there are first degrees that... The only thing you learn from there is faithfulness and diligence. That's the truth. That, okay, you, you have learned how to be faithful with your work, but in line with where God is taking you, it is not relevant. For some, they have to move from sciences to another line. Social sciences, health sciences, admin, why? Because you see, God has shown you something. There's something you can see on the inside. For some of you, right now, you must be a volunteer to other people doing the same thing. 
so you can learn. You just volunteer. Say, how much do we pay you? Nothing, sir. Can I run errands? Send me anywhere. And the person that is standing here feels like, you see Mumu. But you see, Mumu is learning. And that's one beautiful thing about life. If you are too wise to learn, you are a fool. You will, you will humble yourself, you stoop low, and you begin to learn. You begin to labor. You have been prepared for your destiny. For some of you, you see, to manage money directly, having not known how to manage money, is dangerous. Because you might lose your whole capital. There are some people, they are already millionaires. You see, if you mismanage 100,000, they might rebuke you. Don't do that again, alright? This is how to do it. We'll put things in place. Is that okay? Well, some people, if they lose 100,000, they will start from the scratch. And that is why if you don't train in line with your vision, there is no corresponding action. It shows you don't really believe in it. If you truly believe in it, there must be something in the physical you are doing to give way to that supernatural thing in the unseen realm so that that supernatural thing in the unseen realm is being made material in the physical, being made physical, being made substantial in the physical. You are making room for that which you have seen on the inside. I knew I was going to pastor a church when I was in part one. Amen. You know, Baphomet Ola University. So I served in Sunday school. I served in Bible study. I served as the academic secretary. I served as a pastor for two tenors. I served as the university joint Christian mission coordinator. I served. I went home after my first degree. I pastored for my mom for nine, almost nine months. The church was barely, barely 12 or 13. And the church grew from 12 to 13 to 100, 150. My mom would send me, Shago, go do this. Yes, ma. I ran without asking questions. I left that place. I went to Calabar to serve. I was under a pastor there coordinating the youth arm of the church. I served there for one year. I left Calabar. I moved to Abuja. I was coordinating the Bible study um, in, a, in a church in Abuja for two years. I came to Ife. I was in a church in Ife here as the organist. I coordinated the choir in that church for one year. For some of you, your employer will say something to you and you feel bad. It shows you don't have a vision. Why should you feel bad? You should use it. You should use the abuse as permit. You know permit. Cream your body with it and say, thank you, sir. I won't do that again. You don't fight your employer. You can't see anybody who is a visionary that will fight his employer. No. Even if you have to leave, you leave with peace. You leave amicably. Because you've seen something ahead of you. So you are, you are laboring. You're working. So train. Train. Hallelujah. Train. Number four now, right? Number four. Be sensitive to divine timing. Be sensitive to divine timing. 
Be sensitive to divine timing. He says he's made all things beautiful in his time. That means there's a time that God has made that thing beautiful. If you start earlier than that, it will not be beautiful. If you start later than that timing, it will not be beautiful. There's a timing. You are sensitive as you serve. There's a timing. If you're, you see, this is how to develop sensitivity. Amen? Be faithful in what God has called you to do at that time with your employer. Number two, take time to pray in tongues. If you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues, please desire it. Amen? Number three, your quiet time. <laughs> I, I wonder sometimes some people wake up in the morning for weeks, no quiet time. You will not know divine time in that way. Don't do that. You're already walking with God in your quiet time. You wake up in the morning, you worship God, you study the word of God before you set out for the day. And as you do that consistently, you are open to God, you are sensitive. You would know it deep down in your spirit. This is the time to move. This is the time to move. This is the time to kick off. This is the time to kick off. You, you know it in your heart that this is the right timing. Hallelujah. You just know it. That place does not fit any longer. You're becoming bigger than that place. Deep down on the inside, you know this place is too stream, is too, is too slim for me. This place is too small for me. You are expanding on the inside. And then you know you have to move to the next level to, to materialize that expansion on the inside. You just know it. As you walk with God, quiet time is very important. Amen? Yeah. Number five, never be ashamed to start small. When God is starting you out or off on whatever it is that he's given you, don't be ashamed to start small. Are you listening to me? Yeah, don't be ashamed. It is not a crime to start small. It might be a dream to start a school. You could start with a crutch. Take care of babies. You see, if you have a vision to start a school, a nursery and primary school, register the children's department. Begin to serve there. That's how to train for your vision. Don't say, ah, when God, when God has prepared me, he will release me. Where is he releasing you to when you are not prepared? <laughs> you know, please, I don't want you to have this kind of cultural mentality that I, I, God said to me that I will not serve anybody. People will serve me. This is my destiny. You see, it's, it's a culture, it's a, it's, 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 it's a demonic mentality. What do you mean by that? If people stop serving you, you can't live life alone. Go out there with your money, you want to buy pepper. People say, we are not selling pepper again. We, we want to be buying pepper too. Why, why must we be selling pepper? And then you want to buy fuel. You say, ah, why, why should I be standing here and be selling fuel to people? I want to buy fuel too. You'll be so surprised the kind of society that will come out of that 
mindset. It is a terrible thing. Learn to serve others. It does not demean you. It gives room to that which God has put on the inside of you. You stoop low and serve. Don't, don't feel too big that, oh, um, I can't serve anybody. No, don't do that. In fact, before God takes you into that real place that is prepared for you, there are some dummy situations that he will bring your way. I, I was speaking with you know, a son in the Lord who got a job in London as a project manager in a very big multinational. And he said for the first one month, he was just playing with dummy data. Not real data. <laughs> just playing with them. Playing with them. This is how to do. You carry this here. You move that there. And then for one month. Before David became the king of Israel. He was a king amongst the sheepfold. Guiding them. Leading them. Before you can handle human beings. Can you handle animals? And then God said, I have found David my servant with my holy oil, I have anointed him. And God took him from that place and made him king of his people. When Reuben came, you see, Reuben was not willing to serve anybody. And then he came. Simon said, indeed the Lord anointed is before me. He wanted to take the oil from the oil, reveal oil, to pour it upon his head. And God said, if you do it, your prophetic ministry is gone. He said, I have rejected him not that i am rejecting him before i sent you here i came here checking at their hearts looking this one will boss people around until you drive them crazy doesn't care their pains doesn't care what they are going through because he has not served before look at people who have not served before they don't care they could kill you could serve them to the point of death you are dying and they are smiling But if you see someone who has said before, you can say, hey, beloved, it's time to take some rest. Go and rest. Go and eat. Take care of yourself. Because he has been there. He was there once upon a time. He felt it. Now he can still feel it. Others are serving him, yes. But you see, he's considerate. He does not lord it over people. He leads by example. Amen. Don't be hesitant to start small. Don't forget that. That's number five, right? Start small. Amen. Start small. Praise God. You see, when you're starting, and as you're starting small, believe God for increase. Believe God for increase. Number six. Believe God for increase, that God has started you off or has started you out, as the case may be. Now, believe God for increase and say, Lord, what you showed me is a reality. Amen? You see, this is how to believe God for increase. If it's a business, when you come in the morning, you talk, talk. The Bible says we are having the same spirit of faith as we have believed, we have therefore spoken. If you indeed believe, you speak God's word. Amen. You speak God's word and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, my business is prospering. 
for God gave me this vision and God is a finisher Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of my faith this conviction this conviction that I have on the inside of this business about this business is a reality in the name of Jesus you speak you begin to talk this business prospers if you are starting as a GA for example you saw yourself becoming a prof to correct something in the society to rise a place of authority so you can speak to correct some things you saw yourself that way but you are still a GA amen begin to speak in the name of Jesus Christ God paves the way for me God peace paves the way for me as I publish in the name of Jesus God paves the way for me anyone and everyone that wants to hinder my progress amen God sorts them out yeah God knows what to do with them but see with them begin to speak words Number seven now, right? All right. Meditate constantly your vision. Meditate constantly your vision. See that? Think on it again and again and again and again. And that is why you have to write it down. Write it somewhere. And then you think on it again. It refuels you. It refires you. Amen. You see, that's why people who truly have a vision for life, after retirement, they are still pursuing their vision. Because you see, in the pursuit of vision, you don't retire. You don't. Because that's what you're living for. You don't retire. You see, people who don't have visions before retirement, after they retire, they don't live long. I shall not die but live that I may proclaim the good works of God. If there's no good work to proclaim, you shall die but not. This is a simple thing. You can reverse that scripture. That's why people die very young. But if you have something you are living for, you wake up in the morning, it's not that, oh, I have labored for 60 years or 65 years, 70, 70 that and all that, and then now I am ready to go and sleep and be with my fathers. You see, a man of vision, when he wakes up in the morning, you know what he does? You know what he does? He says, Father, I thank you because this is a new day. That which you have given to me to perpetuate, I am perpetuating. Amen? Some perpetuate evil, but others perpetuate visions. It becomes a generational blessing. In Africa, we talk about generational curses, generational curses, generational terrible thing, generational terrible thing, that one generational whatever. Amen? It's time for us to begin to do things that our children's children can come into. Our great, 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 great grandchildren can come into. And anytime they remember you, they lift up their right hand and say, God bless our great, great, great grandfather. 
Amen. You now I was talking about T.M. Lewin, you know, this morning, and I said, I was, I checked one of my shirts. I saw it there. I think is it 1898 or something? Is it 18? 1847, whatever. Amen. That company started then. Huh? I said, Lord, we should begin to do things like this in Africa. You start something now, if Jesus tarries in another 300 years, it's, it's an established institution. So that we keep talking about generational blessings. Amen? I said amen. amen. Things that can jumpstart a child is done with school. There are springboards in the family. A lot of springboards. Daddy will say, come, which one do you want? Launch into the deep. There are families, you know, when you are done with school, you have to begin to fight for your own springboard. Is it business? Is it this? Is it that? There are springboards. And then the child says, I have chosen that one. Son, the sky is not your limit. <laughs> Pump! He launches into the deep. Amen? Yeah. Thank God for kickstarters in cars. Pushing a car all the time is, is not convenient to But a kickstarter, tahun, you need, you need kickstarters in life. And that's why God is building you an institution, a blessing. So you can kickstart generations. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So meditate on your vision constantly. Go over it again and again and again. Let that vision be that fueling power and force in you. Let the vision drive you. When you wake up in the morning, that is what is driving you. Even when you're walking in a place, you don't have so much to earn from that place. But there's something fueling you. There's something driving you. You are giving your employer much more than he paid for. That's how to know someone who has a vision. If you are giving your employer less than what he paid for, you don't have a vision yet. Some people say, well, how much are they paying me? It's useless job. Alright? You see, when you begin to develop a negative attitude serving others, you are killing your vision. Make sure your attitude is positive all the time. Even when the pay does not go paripasu with the effort you are putting into it, listen very carefully. Let there be that drive on the inside of you to give your employers much more than they paid for. Because God is going to put that design in someone else too. When you're just starting, you need volunteers. You need people that will say, Sir, don't worry. Even if it's 20,000, we'll take. Whatsoever a man sows, the same is going to reap. Listen, don't let people force you to sow the wrong seeds. It's a love life. People can frustrate to make you sow a wrong seed. They can push you to the wall so that you become bitter and angry. You come to work bitter. You come to the office, you are bitter. Some people are bitter when they hold the pen. They are bitter. They become so embittered. 
when they leave that place, if you leave a place so bitter, listen very carefully. If you don't deal with that bitterness, it can continue. And you realize that when you're entering into your own thing, your own field, you're entering with bitterness. Let your entry point be service. Let your entry point be service, service, willing service. Are you listening to me? Let that be your entry point in life. As you're entering into your own field, as you're entering into what God has prepared for you, you are entering with that attitude of a servant. When you see a servant master, their companies always grow and do well. Because it's not sitting down somewhere trying to boss everybody around. You do this, you do that. He himself is doing what? Something. He's busy. Because he's learned to serve. That's a servant master, a servant boss, not a bossy boss. Amen. Praise God. I said, Praise the Lord. Have you learned something? <laughs> I said, Have you learned something? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. One more point as we close. Amen. Make sure you network. Network, yeah. Don't be a soloist in life. Alright? Soloists who don't have backups. Alright? They want to sing tenor. They want to sing trip. He he, at the end of the day, they can't talk again. Soloists. Amen. Network. Look for people around doing the same thing. Are you listening to me? Learn from them. There's nothing wrong getting templates from people. And look at how those templates relate to what you're doing. Amen. Network. That's how to be international in your vision. If you're not networking, there's nothing international about it. You have to network. How is it done here? How do you run a church? Amen? Look at people around. The administrative arm of it. You see, the principles that can be learned, that can be observed from others, you must observe and acquire. Your own strategy might be very unique because it's strategies, you don't learn strategies. Because my strategy might not work for you. But you see, principles don't change. So you can get the principles. Okay, this is the principle. Oh, right. It is in line with God's word. You can learn that. Then you now look at your own strategy. What is the strategy God gave you? Amen. I said Amen. Now, as you begin to do this, you realize that you are growing and then you are increasing. Praise God. Please, at every point in time in the execution of your vision, you must always think about the next level. You see, that a visionary is not satisfied with the scene. Now this church is built. 
managers can manage it. I'm thinking about the next level. Now the business has started. You have 4, 5, 10, 20, 30, 100, 1,000, 300,000 employees. All right? You don't play two. You don't say, well, yes, I've arrived. And then you climb up, you reach a table land, and then you sit down. Visionaries don't sit down. They are thinking about what? The next level. How do I take this thing to the next level? To the next level. To the next level. Why should Europeans be bringing companies to Africa and Africans, Africans are not taking companies to Europe? It's, it's something, something is wrong somewhere. Because the way we think is the alata mentality. From hand to mouth. So far, my family is taken care of. Ah, for you see, any wealth that will make, that will make me go to hell, I don't want it. You see, wealth don't, don't take people to hell. Are you listening to me? Because you see, if wealth does, all right, Abraham is in hell by now. You know Abraham is not in hell. Uh-huh. The Bible says it is the love of money that is the root of all evil, not money. You see, when we begin to think, bless me, bless me, me, my family, my household, me, my family, my household, we're not thinking about generations. There's no way we can flow out. God's plan for us is to be blessed and be a blessing. You see that? We're talking about Shell, 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 Shell. Is it a Nigerian company? People are coming, hey, PNG, PNG, PNG. Is it a Nigerian company? MTN, MTNO. Ah, Father, I believe you for MTN. My space is there. I take it by force. The righteous shall take baba. Is it a Nigerian company? It is a lot. Is it a Nigerian company? They are bringing things here. Would you think about taking things there too? There are people in this place today under the sound of my voice. You are not just going to do business. You are not just going to do whatever God has committed to your care in Nigeria, in Africa. You are taking it to the ends of the world. If you believe it, shout a bigger amen. If you believe it, shout a bigger amen. Yeah, take it to the next level. Don't just sit down and say, ah, oh, I'm lifting up my Ebenezer to God. Amen. Don't lift up any Ebenezer to God. Thus far, the Lord has helped me. Don't think like Elijah. I'm not better than my father. Take me home. And God said, I'm not done with you, but you said you are, you are done with whatever it is I've called you to do. So, I know it's a social person in your stead. Amen. I said amen. You see, when you see someone who is established, just made the first 10 million in his life, he's now thinking about marrying another wife. You see, it's, it's an, you see don't think that way. It's, 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 it's a debased kind of thinking. That's why people are looking, okay, the old woman that died 50 years ago, they want to turn the back of the woman. Often, here you Kupada. And then they begin to spend money. Because you know, there's no vision. There's no vision. 
So he will finish the 50 million naira and go to camp ground again. And bring Matt. Say, Father, I have come for you. <laughs> if you don't do something here today, <laughs> expect someone in heaven. <laughs> and God says, no, 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 it's not time to take. You know, I, I shared this. Two people came to church. One was asking God for a loaf of bread. The other one was asking God for a bakery. Who do you think God will answer first? God will give that one asking him for a bakery. That blessing. You see, asking God for an establishment, a mega enterprise, a corporation is a blessing. Asking God for something you will finish now is a miracle. Amen. And God will give that person a blessing and say, have mercy on my son. Give him a loaf of bread. And as many times as he comes for the loaf of bread, just keep giving him. You see how thinking? You just made your first one million naira. You just made your first ten million naira. And then you say, ah, in fact, this is, there's no need to walk again in life. I just have to go back to my village. To do what? You see, sometimes you wonder, why, what kind of thinking? Are you, are you not thinking about Lagos? Are you not thinking about Shogbo? It's just an effect. Ah, the Lord has been too good to me. In fact, I don't need to ask for anything. In fact, I just have to go back to my village. What kind of thinking is that? You see, such people like that, they are not thinking about the next generation. Say to yourself, I'm bigger than this. Say it again. Shout it loud. Shout it loud. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. And as we begin to do that, you realize that the vision becomes a mega thing. It becomes an oak tree. The breaths of the air can come and find shade under your vision. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. You can sign a deal with universities and say the best 50 or the best 10 students in this department every year. I need them. We need companies like that in Nigeria. So you see the way people will be reading. That if I just make the, the first 10, the best 10, the first 10, ah, there's a job waiting for me. Praise God. You can even sign a deal that every year the final, the finalists will train them and then will examine them. Grade or no grade will pick. We need deals like that in this country. Are you listening to me? Some companies come in and say, we give social department 50 million naira for research. Amen. And let me tell you the truth. Foreigners are trying in this country, but they cannot develop our country for us. That's the truth. That's the truth. All right? If there's any opportunity... For corruption, 
they can quickly execute it. That well, they are going back to Germany. Julius Berger is going back to Germany. If there's any trouble now, MTN can go back to South Africa. Where will you run to? That's why we have to be thinking about the next generation. Are you listening to me? Take that vision to the next level. Take ministry to the next level. Don't do ministry on one, one level. I don't like such things. When I do ministry, I'm dressing, I'm dressing well. Don't wear slippers. Praise God. It is the word that matters. It is the word that matters. Packaging is part of it. What are you telling me? You're doing it on international level. Because that's what you can see on the inside. If it becomes 25,000, you move to the next town, cover the whole earth. He says, subdue it, replenish the earth. Praise God. That's how to think. That's how to think. So you've caught a vision. Though it is not seen physically yet, you know in your heart is there. And say, Father, I will keep this thing. You keep talking, thank you, Lord, for this vision. Amen. For some of you right now, you have companies on the inside of you. You know, late Archbishop Idaosa said something. He said, look, he told one of his... Um, mentees he said i'm going to die empty ah you know what I said? don't don't cost yourself it's a blessing it's not a curse everything that god has impregnated me with i will give back to so when i'm leaving i just give back to everything i'm, I'm empty so don't don't leave your generation without your own contributing your own quota there's something in you that this generation is waiting for you must give back to it that's why you have been coming to church right uh-huh. church is not a place for frustrated people it's a place where people are trained for destiny some people say church oh i don't need a miracle i'm not going no it's not for those looking it's those who are walking in the blessing we teach people to be trained for destiny and they are ready for anything in life they can face anything with that attitude of a victor not a victim. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. Your vision is a reality. I said your vision is a reality. Your vision is a reality. Your vision is a reality. God's plan for you is a reality. God's plan for you is a reality. God's plan for you is a reality. If you believe it, shout a bigger amen. If you believe it, shout a bigger amen. Listen, whatever it is you are going through now, that's not the last thing that is going to happen in your life. It's a going through for you. It might be an academic challenge, all right? Face it with the right attitude. Don't give up and say, oh, that's the end of my life. No, it's not. I say it's not. It might be a health challenge. It's not. Amen. Yeah. Stand up with the right attitude. Face life with the right attitude. Faith is on the inside of you. The word of God is on the inside of you. And you stand up and say, God is in me. God is with me. That which God has shown me is a reality. I refuse to throw in the towel. I refuse to give up on my dreams. I refuse to give up on the vision God has shown me. I am a success. Hallelujah. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. 
Amen. I said, Amen. I said, Amen. The only time to quit and say, Yes, I have done enough is when you see Jesus in glory. So every time you keep pressing on, you keep pressing on, you keep pressing on, you wake up in the morning with new energy and vibrancy, with new ecstasy within you. You wake up and say, Lord, I'm facing this day with faith. I'm facing this day with hope. I believe you have the best for me. Irrespective of what I've faced in the past, I know the thoughts you have towards me are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give me a future and a hope, to give me, give me an expected hand. Hallelujah. I want you to rise to your feet and begin to declare. My vision is a reality. That which God has given me is a reality. I refuse to give up. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of... Come on, go ahead and... Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead and declare it. It's a reality. It's a reality. It's a reality. It's a reality. My vision is a reality. My dream is a reality. That which God has put in my spirit is a reality. It's a reality. It's a reality. I refuse to give up. I refuse to give up. I refuse to quit. In the name of Jesus, I face life with the right attitude. 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 life with the right attitude I face life with the right attitude faith is that right attitude faith is that right attitude faith is that right attitude begin to declare it's a possibility I have help us I have help us people come to my rescue they come to my aid God sent men to me from the north, from the south, from the west, from the east. Yes, yes, yes. I'm a creator. I'm a creator. A creator of jobs. A creator of opportunities. I am a creator. I am a creator. A creator of jobs. A creator of opportunities. of jobs a creator of opportunities God is impregnating man here he's giving you dream seeds he's putting dream seeds into your spirit into the womb of your heart into the womb of your heart God is putting seeds there he's sowing his revelation there he's sowing his word in your spirit Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I declare over you, generations to come shall be glad you came. I declare over you, generations to come shall be glad you came. They shall be glad you were born. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke every spirit of frustration. I rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus. I ask the Lord within the next three days for those who have not been pregnant with something, pregnant with a divine vision, Lord, I ask you within the next three days impregnate your people in the name of Jesus. Impregnate them with destiny seeds in the name of Jesus. Impregnate them with solutions for the next generation. Solutions. 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 In the name of Jesus. I pray for you. Help us from the north, from the south, from the west, from the east. We'll attend to that dream that God has given you in the name of Jesus. Both the black and the white will attend to it in the name of Jesus. The resources needed. The where without. Receive in abundance in the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for what he's done. Amen. Please, you may be seated. Thank you. As we close, we are done with faith seminar. How many of us enjoyed that? All right. As we close, please be reminded, next independence, this is the contribution God gave us. It's not to go out there and be criticizing Nigeria. <laughs> that our leaders are not okay, blah, blah, blah. Amen. Our contribution is...